Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Were the Washington State medical marijuana raids uh, racially motivated? The answer is probably not what you expect. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me here at Canvas Legislation News. Give me a like, subscribe for all things weed, uh, culture, law. You know, that's why we're here. And if you were part of my fiasco, my, my technical glitch last week with a thousand people that watched me fail for a minute, um, thanks for joining me, man. All right, let's get into this now. So bear with me while I, oh, and if you want to know the fucking mic issue, man, give me a like and subscribe for that and, and, a, and a share and, and I'll maybe do it a whole, I mean, that's a whole fucking 20 minute video on that bitch, but all right, bear with me while I'll be this guy. I'm going to be the, uh, the meme from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you're joining me live, good morning. What up? Um, this is kind of, it's going to be hard to lay out, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to lay out what the hell's going on. And uh, uh, hey, Samantha, you know what? I don't know either. Apparently, you don't know how to internet. So just unsubscribe from the page. You know, do that. That's that's what you do. Um, you know, if, if you're apparently you're not pro-legalization, pro-weed, or, you know, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know why you have an issue with our channel, but hey, here we go. Here's the timeline. Check it out. So on August 30th, I posted uh, just heard two medical markets are getting raided right now. And for those of you who don't know, back in the day, uh, this is how you get shit done was posting, letting people know like, hey, man, this is this. Is, I mean, it still is right. Kids using uh, discord and other shit now. So anyways, uh, so I posted about the raid. Then in the comments, Christopher King, he's a local cannabis slash lawyer slash uh, activist, journalist. Uh, guy does a lot of stuff. Uh, his big thing uh, below me, and I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm just trying to be like, this is what it is. Um, he said it's it, it's because of them. So somewhere in here, uh, he talks about how the raids are because of his lawsuit. And so let me break you down to who Christopher King is. Um, let me see if I can find a moment, though, where he states it. But anyways, it's in there somewhere. Out of 47 comments, I'm not going to dig through this bitch. It's in there. Uh, Christopher King, like I said, activist, uh, journalist, uh, uh, lawyer, uh, 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 civil rights and all and whatnot. Um, I, everybody in, in Washington State, as far as like when the activism comes to, 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 to play, um, everything in Washington State, there's lots of lawsuits. Like everybody's a lawyer. I don't know how. 
this libertarian slash uh, conservative area is so it's like an ecosystem of just like everybody knowing their rights and trying to get through the process. And honestly, I mean, it's probably why I fit in here. Right. Uh, so <laughs> let me uh, get back to Christopher, though. So he's the one he posted that the, the raids are because of these lawsuits that they have against the Washington State Liquor Control Board, which it probably are now as uh, uh, I'm learning more. Uh, seems like the Washington State Washington State Liquor Control Board initiated these raids because of a bunch of uh, uh, there's a lawsuit of black activists. I don't know how to term it properly, you know, it, but uh, you know, Americans, the black Americans, trying to to fight the 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 licensing system and say it was unjust. And I'm honestly going to say, you know what, they might be right. They might be onto something. But I'm going to show you why I think there's might be some meat to their lawsuit. But it's again, racism is a very hard topic to talk about. And I, I feel like I, I, you know, most people step on this and, and it's, it's still a factor in one prohibition, the origins of two present day America and, and past America. So why there might be meat and potatoes to the, uh, um, the lawsuit that these guys are pressing against uh, the liquor control board. I'll, I'll get into this. So one of the people on his lawsuit is uh, uh, from the, the a collective known as a game. Uh, so in 20, uh, you know, pre 2011 or in the early two thousands, there were many uh, cannabis uh, uh, dispensaries. There was a, over a thousand pot shops. I can go where I want and get weed in the state. And then a lot of them were vertically owned. So one of those players was the game. So this video was posted in like 2011 or, or 2010. I'm just trying to show. So over nine years ago was a comment. The legacy of these people, the the, the game. So let's uh, watch this interview, though. So Mary J. Magazine interviewed these guys. Okay. So that's and, good news. And I believe the game. Yeah. Are you hosting an event at the end of the year? <laughs> The game really was just a family, uh, a collective is what it came down to, right? Just a bunch of farmers and growers who who created a, a, a network. Um, so this interview, pre-showing their legacy. Uh, ironically enough, and not ironically, just something that I didn't really realize, the previous mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, was the local prosecuting attorney for the Fed. And she's the one that prosecuted the, the game. These individuals who had a, I remember going to their pot shop. I remember buying weed from the, when the medical market existed, when it was the the animal in the house, um, there was no fear of access. There was no criminality. Uh, the only reason why medical was bad, because there was no fucking tax and people weren't getting their, the state wasn't getting their money. That's all it comes down to. So 2013 here, uh, these general, the, the people I just showed in that video were arrested as a result of a bunch of raids in 2011 uh, in Washington State. And the prosecuting attorney was later to become Seattle's future mayor. Um, and again, it's hard. So now this this is the raid that happened here on, on the 30th. But back to like Sally or uh, Mayor Durkin slash prosecuting attorney Durkin. Uh, that's the culture we're in up here. So was there like um, racial bias in the, in the laying out the law or the licenses? Maybe, you know, there's a lot of wrongness with how this uh, uh, license uh, shit developed. And I'm going to point out to this article right here. So in 2015, the liquor board, the people who are in charge and make the rules 
made, had a settlement for 192k to make their public records gadfly, gadfly go away. A gadfly is like they're they're trying to like be behind the scenes when they're making the rules. And this gentleman, due to like the laws of America and transparency and uh, freedom of information and whatnot. Uh, this guy sued the board to to learn about like why uh, what are what are these records that they're hiding, and and they instead of being transparent, they gave this guy one hundred ninety two thousand. Now what's stopping from anybody else from suing the the board to make a, a settlement like this? I don't know, but these are the same people that made the licenses and issued them out. <coughs> Excuse me. Just because now here's what, what one of the the uh, defenses could be right for them is. Uh, we have a black woman on the board, but I don't some, really so much defense for like the non-racism issuing of a license. I honestly think like the game really got shafted when it came to issuing these licenses, being a legacy uh, provider. Uh, the game should have been first on the, on the, on the uh, like options, right? Anybody who was a caregiver provider at the time should have been one of the ones that had the first license. Oregon state, Actually, did it right, and then turn over. If you were a medical provider, you just turn your fucking thing over your 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 license, and now it's recreational, and everybody can enjoy it. Like, like broccoli. I mean, really, cannabis is a much to do about nothing. Uh, and and one day people will figure that out. But until then, it's a law that makes it a much to do about something. And let me show you images from the market of that raid. Uh, here, I hope you guys can see this okay, but if you can't, I'll describe. It's just a table, uh, your conventional ones that you buy at Walmart. And on this table, you have some peyote cookies that sound delicious, tinctures. Uh, I mean, it's all holistic medicine, right? If you believe in, in, in holistic medicine, this is what this all is. Cannabis, uh, oils, and other, other things. And here's another shot uh, from the rate itself. And again, uh, you're looking at Rice Krispie Edibles um tanks uh t-shirts you know this is not criminality this is not uh gangsters you know the reason why people have to bring a a, a gun to a drug deal for lack of a better word in in say kentucky is because there is no law that protects them there is no and even still right now the law is not protecting the citizens it's it's protecting the goddamn dispensary right uh, the the uh, people in the recreational market <clears throat> So that's another thing that I could kind of like I'm kind of trying to lead into is that right now the the present system is not benefit the consumer. It benefits the goddamn when they say stakeholders, they're not talking about you and me and the the common people, citizens uh, of the state. They're talking about the people who with the money and investors, the business. Um, I wrote a little thing so I can kind of give you like a timeline, like. In Washington State, we've had medical since 1979 for a affirmative defense. That was one of the first laws that came through that said, hey, uh, it's an affirmative defense. But people were really sick back then. Or, you know, the, the people who were winning were ones that were really sick, like cancer and MS, you know, and just near being a grown-up. So it wasn't until like the early 2000s when, as the laws developed and the affirmative defense uh, developed, that the markets developed where people were like, hey, you know, they they there's enough ailments and things that cannabis helps with that you can build a collective. Um, but some of those things, the illnesses require a lot of medicine, right? It takes a lot of plants to make a, a tincture or, or an edible. So 
you have to look at it that way too. Um, so that's kind of like how our medical market slowly evolved. It started with collectives and then it started out with like a, a storefront where we were trying to be legal. Uh, a, a lawyer would give uh, someone who's running a pot shop um, or a, a dispensary. Uh, uh, and I'm probably, it's probably still happening in the other States, but this is kind of the evolution of how it works. So a, a lawyer, if you're trying to be law abiding, will give you this like best practices suggestion on, on how to be a law abiding citizen, right? You're going to have a collective. You're going to collect signatures from the people in your collective. You're growing for X amount of plants for each person. And then, so a lot of these guys are being tricky and that's fine. I mean, like, Maybe it's not fine, but you, they would sign in. You're a member of the collective. You would sign out. I'm no longer a member of the collective. But no one got hurt throughout this whole time in the early 2000s to when 2012 is when recreational passed. So the recreational law of 2012 passed, and it wasn't until 2013 when things got in place for the recreational market. Now, even then in 2013 when the rec markets were kicking in, Medical was still existing off of real patients. I mean, even though perhaps there was a good portion of non-patients in the recreational markets, they were still making a goddamn money. But their biggest issue with the, the medical market was the tax-free because medicine shouldn't be taxed, right? But that's another issue with this damn plant is, oh, it's medicine. Oh, it's a, it's a good Friday night. Oh, it's a, it's a paper. Oh, it's a, it's a cotton. Oh, it's a, a, a fuel for my car if it could be. A process but so back to the process and how the process is not for the people right now at least the citizens of washington state the people in the legal industry at the time invested and funded this bullshit bill known as uh the number would be sb52 right but check this out because everything's got a, a name right everything's got to be a thing this one is establishing the Cannabis Patient Protection Act, which killed the medical market. And here's another thing to look at, right? Homegrow has been sitting in the goddamn committee for three years now. This bill got initiated in 2015 on January. And then it gets expired all the way to April. I mean, how many other bills? And look, haha, irony. Fucking 420 gets delivered to governor. A bill that killed the Patients Act or killed the Patients Program. I mean, this is not, it's so expensive to, I mean, it's more, it's cheaper than most places, right? Like the weed I get here, right? I got a Z to, to hold me over until payday. It's still better than what you're getting in Kentucky, I would think. Like that would cost me almost. Eighty dollars uh, would cost you like three hundred, just because of all the uh, liability and shit. Like, right? Somebody's putting their ass in the line to go to jail or whatnot. So back to the, like the raids and stuff. So that led to SB fifty fifty two led to empowering the police officer, like the real cops, and and gave the LCB more power. And so. Going after this medical market that's been existing before, even in the early times of like 2000, at least the one uh, Vincent's uh, Compassion, it changed like uh, uh, owners like three times. But no one's been harmed throughout any of these market uh, uh, access to these markets. There's no been no big crime. 
And that's why I say Oklahoma, you should look at this, right? Like real legalization is real equity, real social equity. And then this is a prime example of like why prohibition enables like a racism thing, right? Like you have players who were players and honestly, for a good part, yeah, you, you, you could have been maybe not racist. Maybe they just looked at these guys and like, aha, they got arrested and they're not going to have the juice and power and withdrawal. No one's going to care about them. No one's going to care about their cause, right? Isn't that just the biggest thing in America is we need people to support other people. And then it becomes a thing. Then it becomes like this is a, a social atrocity or whatever. And that's part of the deal with uh, um, what's going on here in Seattle. It's like sometimes the people in power, uh, and not even Seattle, in Washington State, rather, uh, people in power don't give a fuck about the common person, right? The consumer. Yeah, grooming is your best, though, huh, Chad? I'm now looking back in the chats. It was it was kind of popping. I got 50 people. I just had to get the uh, the story out there. And uh, how did I lose your equity, man? So, like, it's funny how, like, oh, equity. Like, what? Like, we can't be equal? Like, it doesn't make you lesser. It doesn't make me more. It just means, like, we both have a chance to grow the plant and sell it. I might be a better salesman. You might be a better salesman. But it's all about finding our lanes. Dumb shit when we when people get all pissy about equity. So funny how like these weird conservatives are really good at projecting. Like, oh, you're a snowflake for whatever. Nah, man, I don't care about any of that shit. I just want a fair chance at everything. And so that's kind of what happened here in Washington State. So let us go through the Wash the LCB's board statement here real quick before I call it. Oh, and another thing before I, I do sign off, a really good uh, place for information. So I think more states need people like this. So here in Washington state, we got a group of, uh, you know, activists, citizens that, uh, they run this, uh, site called the cannabis observer, right? These guys actually go to the LCB meetings. They, the, the whole parliamentary process, the legal process is a lot of it is transparent. If you show up, you can learn a lot of things, but the reason why, uh, there's a big failing of that is because a lot of times when the rules are being made, people who got to go to work and do like normal shit can't go to these meetings. So, I recommend if you're in a state and you care about legalization, attend these meetings, uh, attend the people who are in charge uh, of rulemaking and sessions and whatnot. So anyways, back to the um, the message from the LCB. LCB investigation finds illegal cannabis sales at two sites, Tacoma and Roy Pierce County. Uh, the one at Tacoma I believe, is the legacy one I've been to. And the one in Roy, I never heard of until this one. So let's go to it. LCB. I'll just make this smaller. All right. LCB investigation finds illegal cannabis. Read that part already. Uh, following the investigation into unlicensed cannabis sales, Washington's Liquor and Cannabis Board Enforcement and Education Officers entered the two businesses that were the subject of the investigation and seized 1,300 pounds of cannabis. The source of the seized cannabis is under investigation. Dun, dun, dun. Background on the LCB's investigation and special operation. So here's the thing, too. Like, the LCB is not a law enforcement body. They're not cops. So how do they have this power to to to, to imprison people in, or, or take away their shit? Um, the, the, the biggest, my, my biggest beef with them is when they rated a podcast that was behind a pot shop. But that's another video one time. So anyways, uh, during investigations, which were begun after multiple public complaints, and this is where I think... Uh, Chris King is right that their complaints about why is this white market 
uh, in business and you won't uh, and you close on the collective. That's the whole basis of the lawsuit and, and their their noise to the LCB. LCB undercover officers purchased illegal cannabis from the two unlicensed cannabis retailers, Vincere's Compassion Club, uh, located in the blah 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 in the Red Barn uh, Trading Post. Under state law, cannabis may only be sold by a business holding a state issued cannabis license. Now, here's the uh, a caveat to this: that <coughs> excuse me, a caveat. Um, I believe these guys are operating under a private club premise, right? Like the whole, uh, you got to be a member to play. So there, there may be they're out, but in the meantime, all this product is going bad, sitting in some holding cell somewhere. In the past few months, undercover LCB officers made three buys of cannabis at both unlicensed stores. Undercover purchases of illicit substance, psychosilibin uh, mushrooms, and peyote were also made at the Roy store. I was wondering where it was. because I never saw that at um, Vincere's Compassion, though I wouldn't be offended by it. LCB officers subsequently obtained search warrants for Vincere's Compassion Club and Red Barn Trading Post. In partnership with the Pierce County Sheriff's Department, LCB officers executed shirt warrants Tuesday morning. So it was the sheriff's department aiding them. Altogether, the officers located and seized approximately 1,300 pounds of cannabis products at the stores, including a large quantity of cannabis concentrates and cannabis-infused edible products being offered for sale. Many of the cannabis-infused products would have been illegal to sell in the regulated marketplace, including products exceeding TAC serving size limits and products that are especially appealing to children. Both locations were also operating illegal cannabis clubs. And again, so in Washington State, hear me out there, uh, 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 illegal people. If you're if you're uh, doing this, uh, and, and and I think they might have an out also because in the Washington State laws that pertain to the private clubs, alcohol is the only thing referenced. So how can these guys even be law abiding cannabis club when there is no reference in the the, the rules? It's kind of like the home grow issue. They can still arrest me for these two shitty plants I got outside, but no one's going to. So. At the Zero Compassion's LCB uh, Club, uh, LCB officers also see 73 cannabis plants. So that's another thing. They, they would sell uh, clones and whatnot just to help uh, 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 patients because growing good weed's hard. Uh, approximately 300 or 800 pounds of illicit cannabis products, growing equipment, cash, electronic and surveillance equipment, ballistic vests, and two firearms at the Zero Compassion's Club. An individual was arrested by the LCB officers and booked into the Pierce County Jail on cannabis-related crimes. So again, they got throwing this shit about firearms, right? Because you know what? Uh, bad shit happens and there are bad people out there. At the Red Barn Trading Post, officers seized approximately 400 pounds of illicit cannabis products, a sizable amount of psilocybin, peyote products, cash, electronic, and surveillance equipment, and four firearms. God damn it, I wish I was up there. At the Red Barn Trading, two uncooperative individuals were arrested and booked into the Pierce County Jail for violations of the Uniform Control Substance Act. The LCB officers will be recommending felony charges for unlawful possession, delivery, controlled substance, and operating cannabis clubs. So again, fuck. The investigations were promoted by multiple complaints alleging that the stores were selling cannabis without a license. Images of the evidence seized and a special operation are available here. Click that if you want to see some bullshit. The LCB educates licenses to reach compliance and enforces sort of blah, blah, blah. It's all blah, blah, blah to that. So there you have it. That's the, the bullshit um, that initiated uh, these two raids on markets that have been serving a lot of patients. And, uh, man, prohibition really would just knock out this whole barrier, like just ending it of uh, the bullshit, just like racial disparity. It could help end racism, I think, honestly. But... 
that's what ruined raves in early 2000s. Hey, Chad, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I guess I got it all out there and I stayed more than eight minutes. Let's take a smoke because apparently, after eight minutes is when the YouTube algorithm uh, stops uh, sweeping you. So, as you can tell, we've been trying to be more uh, 18 and over compliant, or not 18 and over, uh, rather, uh, just not getting flagged, you know, because all we do is talk about policy and uh, uh, and, and talk about legalization. What up, Levi? Hey, thanks for joining me. Hey, let's uh, let's have a session together. Make a moment so that way I don't get flagged, and maybe I can get this thing shared more. And I mean, that's uh, the thing about uh, talking about just normal shit. All right. Good sesh, guys. All right, thanks for joining me. Give a like, subscribe again. I'm going to try and do more. It's all about time. And if you're joining me live, good morning. Uh, Again, it's when I can do it. Technical glitch was some bullshit. But again, it was funny that I'm so happy to see so many people try to join in and just say, we can't hear you. I'm like, ah, fuck. And dude, it was a major glitch how it happened. Like, I fucking hate software. But anyways, uh, give a like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. And we'll see you guys most likely one Sunday.